Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Welcome, everyone. I'm Brenna Nath, HW Plus Managing Editor here at HousingWire with the latest installment of HousingWire Daily Podcast, where our editors and reporters discuss the most compelling stories and sources they are covering. I'm stepping in for our Editor-in-Chief, Sarah Wheeler, as she's taking some PTO this week. And today, my guest is HousingWire Senior Real Estate Reporter, Matthew Blake, to talk about some of the most recent HW Plus stories and HousingWire stories that he's written. But before we dive in, here's a quick word from our sponsor. CMS is out to grow happiness for you and your customers. From the way they pick up the phone to the innovative, intuitive technology that makes things easier for you and your customers, CMS is all about providing the best experience in the industry. It's why they've grown to one of the top 10 in the nation and why they've earned a 98% customer satisfaction rate. Partner with TMS and see for yourself at subservicing.themoneysource.com. Matthew, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Brenna. Thanks a lot for having me on. Your stories are some of my favorite to read. You unpack so many things in the real estate space, especially when it comes to regulations, um, litigation cases, and excited to unpack a lot of your latest coverage in today's episode. Yeah, a lot of different stuff going on. In your most recent story, yesterday, I think we closed out the day or this week, we closed out the day with some breaking news. And you kind of talked about the the latest Keller Keller Williams right now names ex exp president um, Stacey Onan executive team. So that was news last week from Real mm-hmm. Trends. Mm-hmm. And then this week, the breaking news was the court blocks ex Keller CEO from joining exp. So I list both of those because there's a lot of leadership news going on right now, mm-hmm. along with a lot of eyes right now on those cases between Keller and exp. In that coverage, you talk about how this is virtually unheard of. Um, it's that's part of the reason a lot of eyes are on this case. Can you unpack why this story is such a big deal and why all eyes are on these leadership changes? Yeah. So when when I say that it's virtually unheard of, I think what's kind of unheard of here is that obviously the real estate market is very fragmented. There's dozens and dozens of real estate brokerages out there in the United States. But what might be virtually unheard of is real estate brokerages trying to poach or recruit executives at a rival real estate brokerage. Most of the sort of recruiting is around real estate agents, but here you have an instance where the executives, people who are in, you know, the quote unquote C-suite, people who may have information about the overall company strategy are being recruited to go from one brokerage to the next. And so to make this try as try to make this as simple as possible because it's pretty complicated. Basically, what happened is, is that EXP, whose chief executive is Glenn Sanford, he's a former Keller Williams agent. He wanted to recruit this person, Mark Willis, who is the former CEO of Keller Williams to join EXP. Now, Mark Willis has been away from Keller Williams since 2016. And so what happened is that Keller Williams issued 
a temporary restraining order, a motion for temporary restraining order in Texas state court, and a judge granted that temporary restraining order. And what the temporary restraining order says is that Mark Willis cannot join EXP right now because Keller Williams might have a valid legal argument that Mark Willis would bring trade secrets over to EXP. Now, what complicates this is that in the meantime, as you mentioned, Stacey Onan at the end of the week last week, she actually joined Keller Williams from EXP. She was, I think her title was president of operations at EXP, and she moves on to Keller Williams. So ironically, as Keller Williams is suing EXP to stop a former Keller Williams executive from going to EXP, a former EXP executive goes to Keller Williams. And so the position that EXP is taking is that it's fine to have this executive movement. It's fine that Stacey Onan left. The position that Keller Williams is taking to oversimplify a bit is that it's not fine, that this could mean um, moving around trade secrets. And so, you know, these are the two biggest, two of the biggest brokerages in America, I should say. And so, um, yeah, it's it's something that, you know, I haven't seen before in my time covering real estate. You touched on lightly that part of the reason this stands out is that it's at this executive leadership level. What is your perspective or what have you seen at the lower level? I think you've covered the same or similar topics about agents moving between brokerages, taking trade secrets, diving into what does it look like to take trade secrets to another place? What what are they actually bringing? Um, what have you seen at the, the lower agent level? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. Like what exactly does like trade secrets mean here? Because trade secrets has this sort of like, kind of important sounding definition of like, you know, like CIA intelligence or something like that. But it's like, basically there was a lawsuit, I think kind of to your question, there was a lawsuit filed earlier last year by the brokerage Howard Hanna against Compass. And what Howard Hanna argued was that three real estate agents who left from Howard Hanna to Compass had this like sort of like midnight raid of like, you know, computer software and 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 stuff at um, Howard Hanna before they went to Compass. And so like, what does that mean? Like, what is a trade secret in real estate? I guess in that situation, it kind of meant like, uh, like leads, like, you know, potential people who might be interested in buying or selling a home, or it could mean like growth strategies. It could be like, we have a target to spend this much money on recruiting agents, or we are willing to give agents a 90% commission and keep a 10% commission for ourselves if they do this much work before. So I guess sort of like company strategy, um, and then sort of the other kind of thing that's a trade secret is just sort of like internal emails, like, you know, in theory, like, uh, you know, it could be trade secret theft of like emails that you and I have like written um, to each other were to be like stolen, I suppose, by another employee when they go to another company. So I guess that could include a trade secret. And I think that with the Howard Hanna Compass dispute, there's a dispute between Realogy and Compass, which is still in the courts. 
this is all about um, real estate agents because real estate agents are seen as the talent of real estate. They're seen as the people that draw up revenue for the brokerage. Here though, the executives, which play not an unimportant role in real estate, but more of a nebulous role. Like if you're the president of operations, like what exactly does that mean? What are you doing? I suppose you're doing like high level strategy and I guess that gets into the issue of sort of what you can say about like what went on in your past company and what you can't say. So I guess that's in contention now. And again, not to keep repeating of this, but since it's kind of unheard of, we don't really know like how courts will rule or how other brokerages will, will respond to this. Since we don't know that, what are you watching for? What would be the next steps in this case now that it's kind of this latest breaking news? You mentioned that. With it, the announcement came on the um, kind of the the like restraining. They can't kind of yeah, work. Yeah. So what would what should people watch for next? Yeah. So the next big date is um, February eighteenth, I believe, which I think is a Friday, and um, that's when uh, the this judge in Texas will. I think make it's either um, off the top of my head, he's either actually making a decision as whether to further extend this restraining order or is just like hearing, um, like holding a hearing about it. But in any case, what's going to happen is, is that both Keller Williams and EXP are going to be required to go into the discovery or fact-finding stage of the case. And so what that means is that they're going to have to give the court emails, uh, you know, communiques between each other, communiques between the rival companies. And that's going to be, you know, that could be some pretty juicy stuff. We could, you know, it could be sort of like salacious kind of stuff, like Keller Williams, like executive bad mouthing an EXP executive or something like that. But it could also be like more substantive stuff in, in terms of kind of like, okay, like, for example, EXP could be like, we're going to hit 100,000 agents in July, or Keller Williams can be like, if we do X and Y, we're going to file an IPO in August, like something like that could emerge in the emails. And, um, you know, this is a chance, you know, for me as a reporter to perhaps see stuff in the public record that I wouldn't normally see in my like normal course of coverage. Between your previous mention of trade secrets sounding like people breaking into office like the CIA to this one having right. you know juicy details in kind of those details of what's going to get revealed. I mean, at the end of the day, real estate is very exciting. It makes us sound like uh, on the brink of a movie, <laughs> basically. Outside of this specific kind of case that you've been watching, I know you mentioned at the end of the coverage that this isn't the only case going on in the real estate. You talked um, about how it's happening at the agent level, but there's also been some pending litigation between other real estate rivals, such as Realogy and Compass. Can you touch on that, just especially since we're already in this case world and there's a lot of cases that you seem to be watching? Yeah, there's so much litigation happening right now in real estate. You're right. It's it's pretty crazy. I mean, a lot of a lot of kind of the focus right now. I mean, the Realogy Compass thing is basically a multi-year dispute where Realogy, biggest brokerage in the country by sales volume, uh, basically a conglomerate, Caldwell Banker, Century 21. I could go on and on. Like a whole bunch of name brands are under Realogy. So they sued Compass over kind of similar trade secret type of stuff. They basically claimed that Compass was uh, poaching agents for them 
And they basically claimed that like Compass has like not like you can always like recruit agents from one place or another because they're independent contractors. But Compass in some way has gone a step further and, you know, basically like they will ask like incoming agents, like what is going on at Realogy before you leave? Can you get like um, a spreadsheet of like, you know, all the potential uh, contacts in like, you know, Hempstead, Long Island or something that might be interested in buying a house. I'm not sure if Hempstead, Long Island is a place, but I think it is. And in any case, um, that that's kind of the gist there. And then Realogy filed a counterclaim against Compass. And so these legal issues set up a really interesting dynamic, I think, because like, I'm I'm kind of struggling to recall some of this because all this happened like years ago. Like Realogy's sued Compass. Um, we're in 2022, I think in 2019. And so this is still going on. And so you have a situation where the two biggest brokerages in the country by sales volume are, you know, in this protracted class action. Um, I shouldn't say class action litigation, that one, but are in this protracted litigation between, you know, each other in the court system. Meanwhile, there's still like rivals in brokerage. And then you have the other case where Howard Hanna is suing Compass. And then you have these whole set of other cases um, where Rex is suing Zillow, where Rex is suing NAR, and you have all the consumer class action lawsuits against NAR. And so I think to like try to, I don't know, come up with some type of thesis about all this, I think what's happening is that you have it's just an extremely fragmented market. It's a very low margin business and you have a real fight for talent of people who can actually like sell homes in a way that's both like profitable for those people, but also profitable for the company. And I I just think that there's, you know, you look at real estate and there's this idea of like a trillion gazillion dollar total addressable market or something like that. And there's this tantalizing idea that you can make a lot of money in real estate, but I think what this litigation shows is that it's, it's a, again, a fragmented landscape and people are kind of fighting over scraps, whether that's a certain executive that may know something or a certain agent that may know something. I'd highly recommend to people listening to go to Matthew's kind of author page. It's housingware.com backslash author backslash M Blake. And I know you've been really quoting off a lot of in-depth details, but I mean, you, your articles on this coverage go even more in depth. There's a lot of, it seems like, you know, industry wars in a way that you're reporting between, you know, he has an article hit list inside CoStar's all out war against Zillow to going into the comp, um, the comp dispute that a lot of people are talking about when it comes to compensation into um, iBuying. So for in-depth kind of readings onto a lot of coverage, um, I'd highly recommend just going to the website too and just getting a deep, deep dive into some of your coverage. So switching gears a little bit beyond court cases and litigation, you're also kind of deep into earning seasons. You're deep into what's going on with the government when it comes to real estate agents. There's um, they have a hand in everything, but let's focus in right now on earning seasons. Happens four times a year. We're kind of in the midst of it. I know you recently covered the Pulte Group news. What are some of the trends that you noticed in their report um, when it comes to the housing market, the home building market? Yeah. So the Pulte Group is one of the biggest home builders in the country. Their biggest uh, market share, I would say, is like in Florida or Texas. And basically, 
they had an earnings call where they made a ton of money. Um, I forget it off the top of my head, but I think like their margin is something like, you know, they make like 20% more revenue than, than expenses or something. I mean, they have a very impressive looking net income, especially compared to like real estate brokerages who often lose money or, or barely make money. So it was very interesting in that call that instead of sort of like, you know, celebrating and saying, we're doing great, we're, you know, we're making money as a business. It was a lot of complaining where it was basically saying like, we could be making a whole lot more money, that there's so much demand right now from homeowners um, or potential homeowners uh, to buy a house that we could be building more houses. And there's like a demand out there that's simply unmet. And so they're really you know, I would say upset because basically, you know, my colleague Brooklyn Han is going to do a story this week on what the latest is with like lumber prices and the supply line. But basically what is happening right now is that we were thinking, you know, we being, I guess, sort of the, you know, real estate and, you know, intelligentsia or something, maybe that doesn't exist. But I think we were thinking that like, the whole dispute over lumber prices would have partly resolved itself by now and that there'd be like supply lines would be opening up and that, you know, goods from China, goods entering like ports and Long Beach and elsewhere would be like flowing better now in 2022 than they were in 2021, but that just hasn't happened. And so you have situations where people, you know, something as like mundane as like, well, we need a new countertop for this new home. Well, you can't get like the materials that you need to build a new countertop right now. And so if you're a home builder, it's kind of frustrating because like there's a well-documented from like, you know, the biggest like capitalist on Wall Street to like an affordable housing group, you know, all sides can agree that there's a well-documented housing shortage in America. And just right now there's not, there's not an efficient supply chain to sort of meet that demand. And so um, again, it's, it's, it's a very, to me, it's a very like interesting and distinctive situation because on the one hand, home building companies, uh, Lennar Group, DR Horton, those would be other examples of these kind of companies I'm talking about. On the one hand, they're making money, but on the other hand, they feel like they could be making a lot more. I just grabbed some of those numbers uh, for people who are listening. So um, the Kemp Pulte Group, which is headquartered in Atlanta, they reported a $1.95 billion in 2021 net income, which is a 38% leap from $1.41 billion in 2020. So to your point, 38 round up, I guess you could say 40% leap in net income. And I still have that angle of, um, there's so much money left we have on the table. I know Logan Motoshami, our lady analyst talks about demographics a ton. You have this huge, huge amount of demand right now when it comes to, um, this ripe age group looking to buy a home. And I'm sure, um, Matthew's seeing it in his friend group. I'm seeing it in my friend group of friends who are trying to buy a home and running into these conditions firsthand. Mm-hmm. So not mm-hmm. only are we reporting on it, we're getting a lot of firsthand stories from our peer groups, as I'm sure this industry is as well hearing. What um, other earnings could we, I know you mentioned Brooklyn Han is going to be posting more on lumber. Is there any other coverage around earnings or anything else we should stay tuned for? Yeah, absolutely. So this is actually going to be a pretty big time for, I mean, real estate, there's not always like the kind of like 
daily news you might see in some other housing beats, but there is going to be the next couple of weeks because besides this Keller Williams EXP feud, uh, which is very much ongoing, uh, there is, as you pointed out, earnings season. And so I think the biggest one to look out for, we're recording this, you know, on, on Wednesday the 9th is tomorrow Zillow is going to have its earnings call. And this is going to be Zillow's first earnings call since they wound down iBuying. And I talked to folks, I went to a, a conference back in December and there are a lot of Zillow folks there. And I talked to folks about kind of like what's next for Zillow. And they're like, don't worry, we're going to like announce a lot of new stuff at the start of 2022. They have not announced a lot of new stuff. It's we're now a month into 2022. And so maybe they will tomorrow. I mean, in any case, uh, you know, analysts of, of these calls who are not always like, you know, sometimes ask kind of technical questions, but they were really coming down pretty hard on Zillow in the last call. So maybe some of those questions about what's next for Zillow uh, will be answered tomorrow. And um, other earnings calls, you know, maybe to take a look at EXP is holding an earnings call two weeks from now. So I think hopefully by then there'll be some more clarity on the Keller Williams EXP situation. And one other earnings call I wanted to mention is Compass is having its earnings call in a couple of weeks. And this has been a very hotly watched company, of course, because they've grown so fast, but they've done it without ever making money from what we know, like the you know quarters and annual reports that have been publicly available, they lose a significant amount of money. And I, so there's a lot of question among analysts, you know, among investors about whether they might turn the corner um, because there's also some questions about agents. I know a lot of agents who work at Compass. A lot of them really like working at Compass, but some of them have asked me, like, if the company continues to lose money at some point, does their job become vulnerable? All, a lot of topics. I mean, all, everything you just listed are topics I know we're all closely watching. Our readers are closely watching. And you even mentioned um, lightly there, the Zillow earnings, going back to talk about juicy earnings calls. Um, know those are, they're very interesting watch. I'd highly recommend um, this podcast will be published on Thursday the 10th. So go back, check housingwar.com for the latest on that. And also uh, we just published our February magazine, which included a deep dive from Matthew on iBuying and how Zillow left the market and looking into the valuation process. And was it an uh, issue close to Zillow or how are OfferPad and the open doors and other iBuyers dealing with that type of thing? So I know you just briefly touched on iBuying there at the end, and that's another big thing I think you're looking at and we're closely covering. Yeah, for sure. And and with that in mind, just quickly, open door, OfferPad also doing their earnings calls in the next couple of weeks. So a lot of news to be shared. As always, Matthew, really appreciate you coming to the podcast. There was so much here to unpack and just like, thank you for your insight. Yeah, thanks so much, Ben. Looking for more insight into what will happen in 2022? Or maybe you need more information on what in the world is happening with the federal regulators. Or you could just be looking for information on how to stay competitive as the industry shifts to a purchase-focused market. Our HW Plus Premium Membership comes with all of this insight and more. 
With your HW Plus membership, you'll get at least five HW Plus articles a week that dive deeper into the daily news to help you confidently make business decisions. To join, go to housingwarrant.com forward slash membership. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to take a minute to rate the show and leave a comment. And make sure to tune in tomorrow for more news and insight.